HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. Okay, well, welcome to A Life's a Banquet, a show about the highs and lows of all things edible, spreadable, horrible, and adorable. With me, your hosts, <laughs> Rip Van Winkle, I feel like I've already said that once before, and me, Rip Torn. <laughs> I feel like we've done this exact intro before. Well, what can we do? Good thing Guess I was listening. Write in and let us know if we've done this before. <laughs> I'm so tired, hence my Rip Van Winkliness. I'm very tired also. Um, But I went to Milwaukee and I just got back and I had so much fun. It was so lovely and nice. Are you going to move there? What's that? Am I going to move there? No, I won't. Why not? Because I do like Milwaukee, but I do not like it as much as I like New York City. So Hmm. that's the problem for me. But you said you were going to move there when I was in town. That's true. I did say that, but I lied. Although I did see a thing on um, Cheap Old Houses today about this amazing mansion in Milwaukee that was only like, I mean, I say only, this makes me sound like fucking some kind of like limousine liberal, but it was only like $300,000, but it was like a mansion. Like yeah, a but true, who's going to clean all those bathrooms? That's true. And not some like fucking, you know, McMansion. I mean, this was like some old, old money, like marble floors, like Jeeves with like a bell mansion. It was quite Whoa. sick. How do you even clean a marble floor? Uh, I think it's easier to clean than, like, a shag carpet. Let's put it that way. Right. You gotta That's, get a buffer. It's not really what I was thinking about, though, because I have, like, a wood floor. Can you use the same products on a marble floor? Oh, no, no, I no, feel like marble's very delicate. You gotta spit shine it. And it can be scratched easily. Well, I guess we shouldn't move there. So, no, I'm not going to move to Milwaukee, but I wish all the people that I adore in Milwaukee would just move to New York City. Um, Nobody can afford to live in New York City anymore. (laughs) I know. Dude, I just saw something yesterday when I came home, which is completely unsurprising, but also very irritating that New York City is now officially the most expensive place to live in the entire world. Congrats, you guys. Congrats. We've really done it, folks. Capitalism, you win, you've won again. And for what? It still smells like disgusting hot garbage there. I was just there last week. It's <laughs> absolutely true. There's a smell like that comes from like this well, obviously in the subway, but anywhere near the subway. I know this is a totally like hot take. No one's ever considered this before. But what is I mean, I we know what that that smell is, but it's like a sweet smell. It's like the sweet smell of 
rat rotting food. carcasses. Yeah. Um, which also is why a lot of urine smell all over the place. Like I would just walk around the corner and get smacked in the face with urine smell. And I'd be like, oh, man. That's true. But New York, but uh, Nicole, those the New York City slices of pizza. That's what you're paying for. Yes. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. <laughs> it was so cute. I was talking to my friend Alex and her little daughter, who's five. And she's like, we, they were having to talk to her about like going back to school in the fall and she's going to have to switch schools. And she was really upset. And so she was like really upset at first and crying. And then she, we were talking to her about it. And she was like, I was like, well, Mizzy, you're going to get to like meet all new friends, which is so cool. And she's like processes it, the whole thing in her head. And the new school is an Italian school because they actually normally live in Italy. And so they don't want her to lose her Italian or whatever. So she takes in all this information and she puts her hands up in the air and she goes, Mamma Mia! <laughs> Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah, it was the cutest thing I've ever seen. Wow. Put that kid on TV. In my life. Just um, kidding. Don't put them on TV because, you know. Yeah, we don't want to exploit children. Okay, look, I have to admit something, which I, I was coming in pretty hot to the podcast today. I was literally hot. I'm sweating. My air conditioning's off. And um, then Armin, our wonderful producer, just, you know, started being adorable and sweet and telling me about his his week. And so I turned a corner in terms, of, I'm not so crabby anymore, but I want to tell you guys why I was so crabby. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to admit this to everyone listening to the show right now, which is probably only one or two people. So My Sala <laughs> and Kelly Allen. <laughs> so it's not a big admission, but I don't know how to boil eggs. Okay. So I don't understand what you mean. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> I just need to like Say this, and it, I knew this before. I've, I feared it in the past that I didn't know how to boil eggs. First of all, I hate that I even have to boil eggs because I know that, like, they're delicious. Sometimes egg salad is good. What do you put in a tuna salad? I just put tuna and, like, celery and, and onions and mayonnaise. That's Sometimes some cornichons and some dill. But look, I don't put eggs in it. I would, I guess. But I don't, also, I like eggs. I certainly like them. Sometimes they're very good. I don't love them. Like, some people are fucking crazy for eggs. That's not me. <laughs> like, eggs are good. I'm a big egg guy over here. You're an egg lover. Okay. I just don't know how to boil them. Whenever I fucking boiled the eggs at Brucey, they would always get fucked up. And then, like, someone else would fuck up the eggs. And I'd be like, God, you just wasted so many eggs. <laughs> but, like, I also. Oh, the chickens. I also am shit at boiling eggs. Today, I had a bunch of, like, beautiful, like, heirloom, multicolored eggs. I always buy eggs uh, a lot of times. And then I end up just making them into a frittata, whatever. Today, I was like, you know, I should boil these eggs and, like, you know, have an egg, like a a soft-boiled egg for lunch maybe sometime because I'm in my late 80s now. Mm -hmm, And, like, I fucking do whatever. teeth for that. Isn't this what people... Yeah, you don't need teeth. You just, like, suck them up um, <laughs> like a goose. But, like, look, isn't what you're supposed to do put the eggs in water, turn the boiling water on, and, and like, let them sit there for 10 minutes? No, so what you do is is you put the eggs in the sink and you pour boiling water on top of them. Come on. <laughs> Come on. No, you put the eggs in a cold... I mean, there's an internet for this, but yeah. I, the way I do it is I... Put the eggs in a cold water bath, bring them to a boil, take them off the heat, and let them sit covered for 10 minutes. Oh, you let them sit covered. But how long do you boil them for? As soon as it boils, I remove them from heat. And let them sit for 10 minutes? Yeah. (gasps) How interesting. So what I did is I turned them on in cold water, like, uh, you know, whatever, from the tap, 
put them on, let them boil for 10 minutes. And mm-hmm. they, I went to go crack them open to like, I was, I was like, maybe I should make egg salad from some of these, which I'm sorry, egg salad can be triggering for some people. So if you're listening and it makes you sick, maybe just hit pause. But um, they were still like liquid inside. Huh. Well. And, and like, I never do it right. And then I can't fucking peel them. And well, they're I'm really embarrassed. Peel. Yeah. Peeling an egg is, you know. Instead of telling someone to suck an egg, you should tell them to peel an egg because it's that, more annoying. That's a great I, point. Sucking an egg is like no big deal. It's like no, it's, it's easy like to nothing. do. Anyone can do it, um, unless their mouth is like super small. But yeah, I think probably because you started from cold. Um, by the time you actually got up to boiling, I mean, who the hell knows? Honestly, it is tricky. I mean, I've overboiled eggs plenty of times. Um, I just like can't do it. Like I never do it right. It always is too runny. I always like open it and all of a sudden a whole basically chicken just like walks out (laughs) it's like you didn't do this right and then I tried boiling them again I was like well I'll just put some more time on these bad Larry's and then I went to go peel them and the middles were still liquid and how long did you boil were you are you sure do you know what boiling water is yeah I did them for like another six minutes and then they were still liquid in the middle but the outside was like tough leather (laughs) outside white yeah so I, I threw them all out reboil them I don't really know all I know is the trick that I use now I learned from the internet because I kept over boiling my eggs and I didn't want to do that and the soft like you can do like a seven minute egg which is a soft boiled egg well the seven minute egg is like the jammy center kind of egg you know I like yeah like an, I like like a eight seven to eight like a seven and a half minute when other people do it and you get that yeah like jammy center a little bit mushy on the center still yeah not runny that's nice that's good egg yeah that's a that's the egg of the moment or the egg of last year probably i guess that's true that's yesterday's egg (laughs) 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 which nobody wants nobody wants yesterday's child um i have some funny things because we're gonna do chips part two today Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that you're doing the story of Chip and Dale's, my Chips favorite male exotic part show. <laughs> Chips part de. Um, I did have some stuff that I just thought I would discuss with our listeners. Oh, okay. Um, and I'll just wait until you're done. Just don't say anything until you <laughs> remain seated and quiet. Um, do you do the podcast standing or sitting, by the way? Sitting? Well, that would be so weird if I was standing up. <laughs> I do at my standing desk. Just kidding. I'm laying down. I'm standing on my head. <laughs> Do you remember those things they had in like the early 2000s that were popular with like gym nuts? I remember <laughs> my friend Vanessa McGill's like rich dad had one. They were like those machines. They're basically like vampire hanging back oh, machines. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're great. There's so many movies where there's just some bad, annoying dad hanging from that thing. So funny. Um, anyway, I came across something ironically as soon as I left Wisconsin yesterday it showed up in my news feed it was like rain on your wedding day or like a free <laughs> ride when you've already paid <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like 10,000 spoons when all you need is a knife yeah it's like me the man of your dreams and then meeting his beautiful wife it is it, you know what I'm saying I do I it's all so annoying um but no I saw perhaps you and our listener have seen it as well um, a cow yesterday was spotted in the back of somebody's vehicle, just regular sedan at a McDonald's drive-thru. <laughs> a cow? A human cow. <laughs> Were they delivering it there? 
Uh, I don't know, but, but the cow looked frightened, obvious, for obvious reasons. I'm going to read you a quick excerpt from People Magazine's hard-hitting journalism. Wisconsin drivers waiting in the drive through lane of McDonald's in Marshfield on Thursday were treated to an unexpected sight. A cow in line for burgers. I like that you're doing your newscaster voice for this. Uh, please, somebody hire me. I need a new career now that I know I can't boil eggs. I'm hoping newscaster. Yeah, totally. You watched that movie, Broadcast News. Oh, that's true. I do like that movie. According to the Associated Press, Jessica Nelson of Muncie was among the group of lucky drivers who spied the bovine beneath the golden arches. The cow in question wasn't walking near the restaurant, but instead was spotted sitting in the backseat of a Buick waiting in line for the drive-thru. You can't fit a car or a cow in the backseat of a Buick. It might have been a small cow. It could have been a, like a baby cow, like a puppy cow. A baby cow, cow like in City Slickers? Yes, <laughs> your favorite movie with Bruno Kirby in it. <laughs> I do love that movie. It is so dumb, and I love it. I love it, too, but it's not my favorite Bruno Kirby movie. Um, well, what else has he even been in besides When Harry Met Sally? Well, When Harry, when Harry Met Sally. And another great Bruno Kirby vehicle is uh, Basketball Diaries. Uh, yeah. Wowie, zowie. I forgot about that. Also got Juliette Lewis up in there, too. I know. That's a good movie. And Marky Mark and Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, Leonardo DiGowls Leo. He has jowls now. <laughs> DiGowls Leo? Does he have jowls? So many jowls. He's got some jowls? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got those jowls. Um, but anyway, I thought that was interesting, and uh, it upset me, and I, I made the joke earlier that I hope it ordered chicken nuggets because I'm a 48-year-old dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's also some kind of like Chick-fil-A joke in there too, but I can't get it, can't quite get it mm-hmm. on short notice. Um, well, something happened to me today. Oh, well, I thought you would never ask. What was it? Um, I decided to finally, I have to buy a car, which <gasps> I'm pretty upset about. Um, oh. So I found this dealership that had a little Subaru that I was interested in test driving. And I also have never bought a car before. Like the car that I had when I was... A kid in Indianapolis who paid cash for to a stranger, you know, like at a house or whatever. Yeah, I've never bought a car either. I've always gotten hand-me-down cars. Yeah, so, like so it's like not. On the street. I don't really know what I'm doing. I've never test-driven a car before. I'm just like totally a babe in the woods here. Um, mm, I'll, I'll say that again, a babe. Yeah, a hot, hot babe in the Picasso's imports used cars. That's what it's called, Picasso's imports. Yes. Okay, so I get there, and I'm like, yo, 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 let me drive this car. And he's like, oh, I have to come with you. And I'm like, that's stupid, but whatever, it's fine. Um, so we drive the car around. It's, like, dirty. It's, like, a 2013, and, you know, I just kind of, I think in my mind, I thought that it would be cleaner on the inside. I don't really know why. I don't, I don't really understand. Like, in the pictures, it looks super nice and fancy, but in real life, it was kind of busted up. Oh, like the rear view mirror was kind of weird. And the brakes, I was just like, this car is, that's why it's so cheap. It's because it was only like $11,000. So um, whatever, I test drove it and I came back inside and I was like, well, I'm going to go test drive another car nearby. Um, And the guy started just becoming like, he was like nice, but he became instantly like pushy, like super pushy. And he was like, oh, that's scary. He was like, well, I, what can we do to get you into this car? He was like, you It's real. A-. They say that? Yeah. He was, like, he was like, what can we do? He's like, you name a price. It's yours. And I was just like, dude, I don't even think I want this car because it <laughs> doesn't have, like, the auxiliary thing is broken. And I can't play my sick iTunes or whatever. Um, <laughs> my, my tunes. But so he was just like, 
<laughs> he was like, well, look at this. And he pulled up the other dealership that I was going to and showed me that they had recently had a bad review. Uh, he was what? like, are you sure you want to go over there? Because they have a bad review. He's like, they only have a 4.2 and we have a 4.9. He was like, look at all these reviews about me. And he made me read reviews that people had recently <laughs> written about him. I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm going to perish and die. And I was like, and one of the, he was like, one of the reviews was like, oh my God, this guy is not pushy at all. And I'm like, well, I'm having a different experience. Um, <laughs> and so then I was like, listen, dude, I played a, I didn't know what to do. He was like really coming on strong. So I was like, listen, dude, I'm like, it's not personal. And like my dad would be mad at me if I didn't go check out this other car. So, you know, I'm just got to yeah. do it. I was like, think about my dad. He's old. And he was like, okay, well. He was like, instead of calling an Uber to go over there, he was like, just take the take the Subaru and go what? over there and drive it over there. And I was like, no. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, do it. And I was like, okay, fine. Anything to get me out of here, right? So I roll into the other dealership to test drive the exact same car, by the way. Um, so I roll in with my 2011 Subaru with the dealer plates on it and park it and I go inside and I'm like, Hey, I'm here to test drive the 2013 Subaru or whatever. And she was like, did you just come here? Are you test driving another car right now? And I was like, listen, it's not my fault. This guy would not let me leave. And he insisted that I take the fucking car with me. And she was like, I can't believe this. I'm like, I swear I'm not just like on a test drive. And I drove it over here to test drive another car. (laughs) Oh, my God. Dude, this is like an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I know. So then I got in the other Subaru and the woman was just like dying laughing. Um, And she was like, okay, buddy. And she was like, here, take test drive, whatever. So I test drive that car. I didn't like it. I drove it back, and I was like, today's not the day for me. And she was like, okay. She was like, just so you know, he didn't put a plate on the car, so be careful when you drive it back because there's no license plate on it at all. <laughs> you can get pulled over. Oh, my God. <laughs> did you get pulled over? <clears throat> no, I did not get pulled over. Um, but it was hilarious because I was like, how did she? I was like, oh, they won't even know that it's not my car, you know? And then I was like, all oh, right, there's like a dealer sticker on the back. That says, One of like, the funniest things I've ever heard. <laughs> Only could be topped if like she also made you drive the car back to the other dealership. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> oh my um, God, that's amazing. How fun, well, well, what's the resolve? What happened when you brought it back to the, uh, un- the original man? Well, luckily I was like, listen, bro, I have, I have a hard exit time. I have to get the hell out of here. I have to take a fucking Uber back to my house and there, I don't have time to sit here and negotiate with you. And he was like, hold on, let me tell you something. Let me show you something. You he kept being like, dick. like, let me show you something. <laughs> Look at this like, thing. The thing that he showed me was the finance lady. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't care if my payments are only 150 a month. Like, I need to get out of here. I'm just he not showed here. you a woman? He showed you the finance lady? Yeah, and I was Look like, I have to be home by 6.15. And she was like, this won't take long. And I was like, okay, well, I called my Uber. So I'm getting the hell out what? of here, you lunatics. It's so crazy. And, like, I don't know. I mean, it's just put, it's being put in those kinds of positions like is yeah, because I like triggering. felt bad, and then I'm like, dude, I have, this is my first time buying a car. Like, I need, I'm obviously not going to pull the trigger the first car that I test drive, especially when it's dirty. It's like not cool, and that kind of thing pushes me. Like, I feel like I'm generally quite nice to people, like strangers and stuff. But like, if somebody like tries to force me to do something, particularly like buy something or like gets in my face, like you know what I mean, like. 
I think, I mean, A, it's annoying, but also my just like instincts of protectiveness as like a woman like flare up. And I'm like, don't fucking push me to do anything. I'm leaving. I'll burn this place to the ground. I know. And the other lady was so chill. She was just like, I came back from driving that car and I was like, I just don't think I'm going to buy a car today. And she was like, no problem. And I was like, peace forever, dude. Um, oh my god! Well, wow. it was that's so an amazing story. Yeah, it was just like this other guy, and he's like, "Oh, I know someone who works at your job," and like he said, "I should come in there sometime." And I'm like, "Yeah, you can come in there if you're not mad at me because I didn't buy a freaking eleven thousand dollar car. What, what would he even get a commission come into on your restaurant?" Yeah, because he knows someone else that works at my restaurant. Unbelievable! I hope. Well, maybe this is a meet cute. Maybe we're gonna marry this man. Uh, he's not really my guy. Uh, he did used to live in New Jersey, though. Well, that explains a lot. Um, that's crazy. Wow. What a story. Huh, folks? Um. Buyer beware, you know what I'm saying? Buyer beware. I think you should write your own review. No. I don't believe in, I don't believe in reviews. So I think, unless they're by a professional who's gone to journalism school. (laughs) (laughs) Other than that, please keep your You don't believe that reviews exist. I don't believe in, like, consumer, like, I don't believe in, like, Yelp and comments and reviews of things. I know that they can be somewhat helpful sometimes, but mostly I think they just fuel our, like, narcissistic culture. And, no, like, they're terrible. I never would, as a manager, I never would look at Yelp. And, but I got a message from my manager a couple of days ago because I didn't, I mean, like, I was the server, but I wasn't personally, like, mentioned in the review, but we got, like, a three-star review, and this person, <laughs> she was just you know one of those negative nelly types um and she was like oh the beef tartare was just a cold pile of beef that's what it is it is a cold pile of beef what do you want come on the spaghetti was too squiggly in my mouth yeah a cold um, pile of beef i mean duh yeah i just had that band was- name I was like, well, you know, it's true that I, I sometimes, like, I try my best in Indiana to, like, ask people if they actually know what the raw stuff is. Like, we have a crudo, and I'd be like, do you know what that is? And sometimes I don't, because I'm like, some people, I just think that they do know, and I don't want to, like, insult them and sound yeah. condescending. Um, but I've now learned that I just have to ask every single table that they know. I'd be like, you know that's raw, right? Super, super raw? That's very raw. Like, ODB raw. Yeah, but um, wow. if you sit outside in these hot summer days and let, leave your beef tartare out there, it'll slowly become medium rare if you just wait a little while. It's fucking <laughs> burning hot out there. That's a hot, that's a great tip. That's a, a kitchen hack from you. Thank you. Yeah, it's a, it's a life hack. I wanted to just quickly share something. Um, I'm not going to mention Ben Affleck. You may, but I'm going to talk about uh, his woman, Jennifer Lopez, quickly. Okay. Because I was just kind of trolling the internet. I was like, hmm, what should I talk about today before the show? I just want to give some fun facts. And I was like, I wonder what J-Lo eats. So, of course, there was, like, the typical articles of, like, she eats, like, steamed chicken and, like, fish skin and whatever, like, broccoli <laughs> juice. And I was like, obviously. Mm, lean proteins and, and wholesome grains. She only like, eats lean proteins and wholesome grains. But I've seen pictures of her eating an ice cream cone with Ben Affleck, so. Fucking good for her. I mean, YOLO, or YOLT, as we like to say. You only live twice. Um, this I like found from... <laughs> America's favorite website, showbizcheatsheet.com. Oh, yes, I do love that website. Yeah. Um, the sister website to the now defunct pets.com. Oh, I okay. thought it was the sister website to Showbiz Pizza, also de- <laughs> now defunct. Show, showbiz Pizza. <laughs> Where Is that a real thing? Oh, I guess maybe you guys didn't have that in New York. 
No, no. Um, it was like a, a pizza place with lots of games and toys and rides and animatronic animals. So we had Chuck E. Cheese, which is right, where a kid e. should be a kid, actually. So they, like, <laughs> they coalesced into one thing. Oh, but okay. when I was a child, it was showbiz pizza, where a kid can be a kid. That's glamorous. Um, you can't really be a kid if you, like, jump on a hypodermic needle in the ball pit, but... <laughs> Also, the ball, pit, the ball pit was my number one fave. And when I was five years old, one time I jumped deep into the ball pit and immediately <laughs> peed into my khaki pants. So we had to <laughs> get me out of there and try to clean my pants off in the, with a hand dryer, which didn't work too well. <laughs> and you know, I wasn't the only one doing that. So that thing was filled with urine. Of course. It's like the dirtiest place on earth. Um, There's also this Nicolas Cage movie that I just started watching. I actually didn't finish it, but I kind of was into it and I kind of didn't like it. What's it called? I can't remember what it's called, but the premise is basically his car breaks down and in order to pay off his whatever engine repair, he has to work at this abandoned Chuck E. Cheese, basically. Um, But the issue is that the Chuck E. Cheese characters come to life and murder everyone that goes in there. What? Yeah, and so Oh this, my god, I have to watch this. Yeah, and then so the town is like, we have to stop this. And so these teens break in and try to like stop the monsters, but also kind of like just have sex in there so they can get murdered. Um and so like oh Nicolas god. Cage is like this super good murdery guy, you know, he's like really good with his tactical abilities. So Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Whenever he's around, the Chuck E. Cheese characters can get murdered, but they murder they murder people. It's it's very interesting. It's I think it's pretty fun to watch, I would say. Oh interesting. I wanna watch it for sure. I know I'm gonna do a quick sidebar that yesterday when I was on the Earth's oldest living plane. It was oh, like no. fucking Amelia Earhart built this motherfucker. I'm telling you, this thing was old <laughs> Okay. I don't want to do that. That's not for me. It was old. People were like like smoking cigarettes on it still. It was that old. Oh, so you time traveled. Yo, this plane was old. Um, Anyway, they had two movies you could choose from only. Thank you very much, JetBlue. Also, now they charge you for pillows and blankets. Not like I needed that in my hour and a half flight, but even still, I just am like, the insult of flying is never ending. Um, But, and also it is a great privilege, but Anyway, that, I digress. I watched A Quiet Place 2, which is maybe the worst thing you can watch on a plane other than, like, a movie about, like, like Alive or something. <laughs> but it's oh, my very, God. Very stressful. Very yeah. good, though. I loved it. That's the movie that I saw. That's my post-COVID movie. I loved it. Although, I will say, it did kind of seem almost unfinished. Obviously, they're going to do a three, but I still was like, mm, this is, like, a little bit not wrapped up. But it was good. You know what I kind of took issue with is that I thought that since John Krasinski's character had perish that the second one would be all about like the mom kind of taking care of business right it was more about killian murphy and a male yeah without a male guy doing everything and in fact that was not the case john krasinski just couldn't quite it's not that he wrote it but you know what i'm saying just like yeah i was like dude yeah do we need i mean i think that killian murphy did a great job and it was there was parts where i like cried because he was you know spoke gruff and distant and then the daughter and he had that bond and i was like oh my god he came back i'm so sad um you know what i'm saying yeah no i, I hear you I, but i, I, I also it. just like do we i don't know whatever it was fine and i also love um the dude on the island um 
the only like black the only character. black person in the yeah. whole movie. I was just gonna say that. What fucking gives, man? I mean, obviously we know that Hollywood has uh, a problem with racism. And then and he gets killed. He fucking cr- gets motherfucking killed. Like, I was like, that is not okay anymore. Unbelievable. I was like, what the fuck year did this movie get made? And there's literally one black person in the entire movie. And I am including extras. Sorry, we, we didn't do spoiler alert for that. But uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, spoiler alert. There's spoiler one black alert, person in the now movie. Now that we said everything that already is spoiled. Who's a great so. actor. I can't remember that actor's name. He's a great character actor. And he dies within two seconds. So if you see it, just know this man's going to die very soon. But um, anyway, Anyway, look, I I want to tell you something about Jennifer Lopez. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I that's forgot. all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> all right. So from showbizcheatsheet.com, quote, Jennifer Lopez is mostly known as an actress, dancer, and singer. But if mostly. you followed her mostly. But if you wait, 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 wait for it. But if you followed her closely throughout her decades-long career, you also know that she's a bit of a foodie, too. Oh, do I know that? Because I don't <laughs> I think know. I know that. I did not know that. Though she tends to follow a strict diet, the going in singer, I don't even know what that song is, will occasionally pig out on a variety of foods. Pig quick, out? Her quick, publicist let them say pig in a sentence that describes Jennifer Lopez? Quick, quick pause. Pig out is like one of those phrases that I just don't like. And I'm not saying I don't like it for like some kind of like, we don't say pig out anymore, even though we don't. I just like, it just sounds like, it's just not the way you want to think about ever eating. It's not, it's, I don't know exactly what bothers me about it, but I've never well, liked I just it. picture like a trough with cobs of corn and like scraps inside of it. Yeah, and it's like insinuating that like someone who like wants to enjoy food is pigging out. <laughs> also, pigs literally eat shit. So like, it's not the same. No, it's not, it's not, it's, it's not a good phrase. Let's it's, just get rid of it. It's whack. Let's, we don't need to say that anymore because it just <laughs> sounds disgusting. But this like, article is probably published in like 2016. Yeah, it was from like 2018. So anyway, she eats everything from pizza and steak to octopus and less popular fruits. Less popular fruits. Okay. So but what like are we, right, what are we talking about here? Like dur- durian? Say. Yeah, durian. <laughs> she just fucking pigs out pigs out on durian. <laughs> and, uh, like a, a pink star wine. fruit? Like what's a less popular fruit? <laughs> I don't know. Green apple? A red apple, I oh, guess. Yeah, a red apple. Red she delicious. She just like pigs Ooh. out on red apples. She like, can't get enough of Out them. of season oranges, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 green bananas. But like everyone, J-Lo has her limits. In 2013 interview with CBS News, the Get Right singer told host Gail King that she can't stand exotic foods. What does that mean? Okay, so she likes less popular fruits, but those do not include exotic fruits? No, so these are usually unusual or, quote, taboo meats. What the vegetables fuck is going on? So she eats less... Less popular fruits, but no taboo fruits. Like, what is taboo meat? Like, cat meat? Like, what? what horse meat? I think horse meat's taboo in America. Dog, dog snouts. She can't, she can't stand them. Um, I don't like the, ex- quote, I don't like the exotic kinds of food like snake, like venison, and things like that. It gets too weird, Lopez said. Why? God, being famous is so ridiculous and annoying. Like, who gives a shit? You <laughs> also, never... snake and venison are not the same level of taboo. <laughs> I know. But I was like, venison is just like regular, like, it's not that exotic. I had it when I was a kid. Um, Absolutely not. 
I think that this woman who eats less popular fruits. <laughs> I know the one, the lady who eats like red grapes and that's it. Are those, those are very popular among small children. Not to me, they're not. Red grapes are actually quite good. I should. I have red grapes in my freezer. All right, fine. Right, RN. Um, What's a less popular fruit? I mean, I don't like kiwi, but a lot of people do. Yeah, it's popular. There, I feel like there are no fruits that are less popular. Like the the red delicious apple, I think is probably the number one baddie. Yeah, and I guess you know you are right. Durian is less popular because it tastes like actual like feces. Yeah, but I just also think that her calling it exotic is weird. Um, The whole thing is strange. Okay, let me just finish. But this she up eats quickly. octopus, so like, what are we even supposed to take I away mean, from this? I mean, what's like, how is an octopus less taboo than a snake? I mean, we've all seen the documentary, and we know not to eat it anymore. Although I, I do think it's delicious, and I still would eat it, <laughs> <laughs> even though it's very taboo. Um, when she's ready to again, when she's ready to pig out, <clears throat> Lopez loves Puerto Rican food and chocolate chip cookies. Quote, I happen to know a woman that loves cookies, and I mean loves. Her fiancé, Alex A. Rod Rodriguez, revealed in a November 2018 episode of Shark Tank. <laughs> Jennifer eats a cookie every night before she goes to, bed, goes to bed. He also revealed that her guilty pleasure is chocolate chip ice cream, which I'm like, the fuck? Just chocolate chip ice cream? Like, I love chocolate chip ice cream. No, so do I, but what's the base flavor? Are we talking vanilla chip, mint chip? Like, I mean, No, it's a chip. vanilla chip with chocolate chips in it. Like okay, the Hagen does one. Hard that to find. Good. Probably because Jennifer Lopez has bought all of them up. I know. Pigging out on chocolate chip ice cream. Um, so Alex Rodriguez was on fucking Shark Take? Why? He's like, I don't know. I don't know why, actually. Maybe he was a, he had an idea. <laughs> that was interesting. Okay. okay. Well, that's fine. It was a chocolate chip cookie machine that just, like, shoots <laughs> cookies into your girlfriend's mouth. She has that. a cookie for dinner every night, and then she also has a guilty pleasure on top of that? She is pigging out. She needs to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Um, I'm just right. kidding. That was weightist and fattest and horrible. That was below the belt, literally. Um, okay, should we take a quick break, Rue, and then we'll get into this chip episode? Oh, yeah. All right, chip, chip, chip. My name is Brandon Boy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super-duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Well, guess what? What? Your worst fears are realized. We're back. Damn it. <laughs> I thought this would never happen. I didn't prepare. Uh, um, Nicole, oh, wait, but I forgot to tell you something about Ben Affleck. Oh, God, Affleck. Jesus. Ben Christ. Affleck. Every week with the Ben Affleck. What ben is it? Ben Affleck <laughs> with the guy who invented the insurance. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I'm not the first person to make that joke. So right now, if you Google Ben Affleck, you just get one story. There is literally only one story out there, and it's the most boring story of all time. But there's apparently some sort of gambling commercial that Ben Affleck has made. It's like pro-gambling. I don't know. Pro-gambling, sure, sure. Uh, I mean, if he just can't drink and he can't be married to Ana de Armas... Um, so he did a win bet commercial and the big story is that Jennifer Lopez's mother is in this commercial and that's all we got. That's literally, that's all that's in the news these days. Well, head to the TV folks and just sit and wait for the commercial to come on. Don't Google it. Well, I don't know what win bet is, but I'm sure it's probably like the redneck 
Reno that I saw when I was in uh, Pennsylvania, which is mm. just a little tiny storefront with slot machines inside of it. Well, it's really great when somebody who has like millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars and will like never grow broke how much they gamble will like just, in, you know, encourage other people who don't have any money to throw it away. <laughs> gambling. Yeah. And gambling fired. addiction. Yeah. <clears throat> cool, cool. Okay. What, what do you got for us on, uh, okay. on a tip or rip? So the history of chips is like kind of stupid and annoying. So I kind of will give you a little tidbit here and there and then just decide to sprinkle some fun chip-related stories throughout. Um, So like many products that were created before the dawn of the internet um, and patents, we don't really know what happened, who invented the potato chip. We don't really know. Um, a lot of people like to point to a recipe that was in William Kitchener's The Cook's Oracle from 1817, where he talks about peeling a potato, like an, like a lemon, and frying it in lard. Oh, yum. Like, so a big, one big spiral, huh? I think so, yeah. Um, That's cool. But the legend is that in the mid-1800s, um, a cook named George Crumb was working at Moon, Moon's Lake House restaurant and he was trying to appease a shitty customer who kept sending back his French fried potatoes because they were too soggy. So in a fit of irritability, he shaved the potatoes super skinny, fried it up, put a bunch of salt in it, and the dude was like, oh my God, I love this so much. Um, the legend also sort of changed that story later to say that that and that man was was a Vanderbilt of some kind, but he, oh. it wasn't. It wasn't. It was just a regular man, no. unVanderbilted. So, well, I mean, and honestly, who knows if that even happened? But so basically, what the consensus is is that they probably were invented by multiple people. You know, German people, whatever. Um, right. But George Crumb popularized it. So he eventually opened his own restaurant, which is great because he was a black Native American. Oh, amazing. Um, he opened his own restaurant and it was called Crumbs and it was wildly popular. And he would give you a basket of potato chips on every table. So <gasps> it was like sort of credited with popularizing it as like people's favorite snack food or whatever. You know, um, why don't we like do that? That's like a wonderful, I mean, they do that in Italy, actually, oddly, for aperitivo hour, like wherever you go, they always have like potato chips and olives. Yeah. But like, wouldn't that just also be a wonderful Spain, thing? You get the potatoes and this, the olives. Right, right, right. But like, we should do that in America. Just like when you sit down for dinner, a whole giant bag of potato chips on your table. I love that. Yeah. I love chips. Me too. Uh, and so does America. So the mm. average American eats four pounds every year. Wow. That's in 2011, that meant that we collectively ate 1.5 billion pounds of chips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we collectively? Me uh, and you? <laughs> no, we as Americans. Oh, I ate like half of that yesterday. Like I was totally. flying, so it was the only thing I ate all day. Like I got some sun chips, cheddar, obviously delicious. And then I went to the beach to see my friends before I left and they had barbecue potato chips and I ate some of those and I came home and I felt like a chip. Yeah. I bet you looked like a million bucks though. I, I bet you look like 11.2 million pounds. Um, <laughs> I pigged out on chips. So 11.2 million pounds of chips are eaten on Super Bowl Sunday alone. <laughs> Whoa, dude. <laughs> so many. <laughs> Uh, so many pounds. It's insane. Too many pounds. 
Um, there are some wild and crazy flavors out there, such as chili, chocolate, baked bacon. You heard that right. Baked bacon. Wow. Huh. Cheese and seaweed mixed together. Blueberry. Brie. Oh. Cranberry. Brie. Can you imagine a brie flavored chip? Like, why? I don't um, know. I am imagining that it's covered in, like, the white rind of the brie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's also a Cajun squirrel flavor. No! Yes. That's, that's a taboo meat. That's a that, taboo Oh, that is a taboo meat, so J-Lo's <laughs> not going to check that out, um, which is fine. Um, oh, sorry. One more thing about crumb is that even if he had invented the potato chip, he wouldn't have been allowed to patent it because he was not white in the 1800s. Uh, Fuck so off, 1800s. You suck. Mention that there. Also um, 1900s okay. Moving on. Lay's potato chips is one of the most popular brands in the United States. And Herman Lay, that was his real name. That's sexy, man. Call me. He was the first person to commercialize it. So this is the first guy that kind of made chips avail under his own name commercially for multiple grocery stores or whatever. Cool. Uh, It started in the Southeast, and allegedly sales got boosted when there was a rumor flying around that his chips were an aphrodisiac. Um, And there was actually sort of an old wives' tale or whatever uh, from American lore, which is that potatoes could make you want to have sex but also can cure leprosy so oh amazing so your dick won't fall off while you're having sex totally. if you eat potato chips you that's, that's amazing i know whenever i eat a lot of potato chips i'm always just like all right now i'm ready to fuck yeah <laughs> me too i want to fuck now that i am all full of potato chips here i am lord i taste like sour cream and onion <laughs> someone get over here um Someone get over here. Anyone. So if you can imagine what it was like to live in the olden times, first of all, it was no air conditioning. There was no deodorant. Nobody took baths. And also chips used to come in baskets, barrels, and tins. Wow. Until in 1926, Laura Clow Sweater? Sweater? Nobody does. It's pronounced sweater. (laughs) Sweater. Um, <laughs> like sweater she, if you're from Delaware. She was like, yo, you know what I hate is really old potato chips. It tastes gross. And we have to find a way to make them stay fresher longer. Um, and so what I'm going to do, she's like, I want fresher chips at any cost. So she ignored the rights of her workers and made them stay late, ironing wax paper into bags that they could then put the chips into and seal them. And then she's the person. This lady is the person who started dating her chips what's that oh i think meant dating like going on dates with them putting a date on them no they were not i mean i don't know for sure if they were like going on dates or not but she was putting the the date that the chips were bagged on the chip bag all the way back in 1926 so i thought you were gonna say like you know the chips wanted to make her fuck too so she just fucked the chips no i mean i feel like the chips were not attracted to her once she forced her workers to work overtime you know what i mean i just did an actual spit take it's all over my glasses and face (laughs) My glasses are soaked with water. There's nothing, I think, more of a boner killer than ignoring the rights of your workers without you cannot exist as a business owner. Um, moving on, 1927. One year, a mere one year later, Leonard Jack was a prize fighter, and he was like, you know what? Prize fighting is great, 
I love it, but I don't want to do something that's so punishing to my body anymore. So I'm going to start making snack foods, you know? Yeah. Um, Natural progression. He was the first dude to start frying the chips in oil instead of lard. So all this time, people are just getting chips out of baskets that are old and they're fried in lard. Yeah, that doesn't sound great. I mean, lard is fine. I think it's, you know, Lard fine. is fine. Lard is more than fine. What yeah. isn't fine is that, like, on, you know, like, if you're going to let lardy food sit around, it's yes. just going to spoil fast. Yes, yeah. it does, yeah. Uh, so, um, he was like, you know what, guys? We're just going to fry these chips in oil instead of lard. And Al Capone was like, this is awesome. Al Capone? Like, yeah. He was like, I'm going to take all your fucking chips, and I'm going to put them in my speakeasies. And then... Leonard Jap was like, thank you for the business. And I sort of got famous from this. Wow. Um, so, but then World War II happened and there was a lot of anti-Japanese sentiment or going around because of Pearl Harbor or whatever. Um, and so oh, they had- Is that a Ben Affleck movie? <laughs> they had, oh, it was a Ben Affleck movie actually. Uh, and also Josh Hartnett is in that film. Um, so because of that- Jap's potato chips had to be changed to Jay's potato chips, which I don't know if you are familiar with Jay's, but I have had those growing up. I've never heard of them, but I would be happy to try them. And his whole business was on an investment of $27.50, which is kind of crazy. That's amazing. We need to go back in time, but also time, uh, forward in time <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. Well, time is a flat circle, as they say. Uh, so... Another thing that happened during World War II is that chips were declared a non-essential food. And so what that meant is that all production was required to cease, which is crazy. I knew about rations, but I didn't really think about it too much. But essentially, if the government declared that you were a non-essential food, you just weren't allowed to produce that anymore for the entire war. Yeah. I mean, obviously, because there's nobody to make all of these fucking things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, However... I'm getting depressed. <laughs> Just Big Chip was so big at the time that they were able to lobby the government to overturn that decision. Wow. Big Chip, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, they're like, listen, we need to make these potato chips, you guys. We simply must. And so because sugar was rationed and people couldn't really have sweets, chips sales skyrocketed because it was the only like snack food available. Fascinating. I know. Huh. Um... But here's a little sidebar to that. If you're just imagining chowing down on potato chips during World War II. Um, they were made of wood. <laughs> walking by the Japanese internment camps and all that. Um, they weren't salted or flavored. So they were just, it, up until the 1950s, potato chips were not salted. They had no flavor of any kind. They were just oil fried potatoes slices in a bag. <laughs> no. Shame yeah. on you, Chips. That wouldn't make anyone horny, I have to be honest. I know. No, unso- Are you boring yourself? You're yawning an awful lot. Sorry, I'm very tired. Um, I'm boring myself, yes, to death. <laughs> um, so people were just walking around. They, the article that I was reading was like, they were like, you have the customers had to salt the chips themselves. And I was like, That's what? fucked up. They wouldn't even stick on there. Yeah, uh, here you don't, we just have to carry a salt shake around with you wherever you go. Exactly, it wouldn't stick on there. That's fucked yeah. up. The whole thing, I don't like it. So you're eating a potato chip out of a basket, and it's old, 
cooked in lard. It has no salt on it. It's a fucking nightmare. Sounds great. We should not go back in time. It was miserable. That's true. That's true. Um, so here comes this guy, the first dude to put flavors on chips, and his name is Joe Spud Murphy. Get the hell out of here. Oh, that's a nickname. Okay. Yes. Um, Thank God. He's from Ireland. He's an Irish guy. Um, he worked, he hated plain potato chips. He said that they were insipid. Well, that's um, going a little far, but I, I mean, they aren't the best. They had no salt on them. Yeah. Oh, I thought you just meant like plain potato chips, like with, with salt. No, so he hated plain potato chips in the 1950s, which had no salt on them. Yeah. Fair enough, Spud. <laughs> I feel you. I smell what the Spud is cooking. Yeah, I think he's like Spud McKenzie's relative. So um, <laughs> he decided to figure out a way to make essentially powder that would stick to them. So he came up with cheese and onion flavor and salt and vinegar. This is the guy that invented salt and vinegar. I love this man. I love salt and vinegar, but it does give you a lot of canker sores on your tongue. Yeah, but they, they yeah. Are I'm not even a big salt and vinegar person. Um, I love them like I love them all the time, but I love a salt and vinegar vinegar most. I feel like its best function is on a sandwich. Oh yeah, but you know I also like a sour cream and onion on a sandwich and a barbecue, a barbecue Dude, baked lay on a sandwich. That's chef's, pretty chef's good. Kiss. Yo, I am all about a fucking cheddar sour cream on a sandwich. That's mm-hmm. my go-to. Cheddar sour cream is one of my top ten potato chip flavors. Um, <laughs> it's uh, not good. So yeah, so that guy, thank God for him. Without him, I am nothing. Um, Bless you. Moving on, Pringles. There's a fun story about Pringles. Technically, okay, technically they were not potato chips because in 1975 the FDA was like. Listen, you can't call these potato chips. Potato chips are sliced potatoes, and you guys are using dehydrated potato flakes. So right. it's simply not the same shit. And they were like, fine. Uh, but then the government was like, as long as you say on the can, this is made out of dried potatoes, it's fine. And they're like, no, we're just going to call these crisps and not potato chips, and everything's fine. However, in 2009, the British court was like, you know what, motherfuckers, these are chips. And, and I'm going to tax you like a potato chip. And so, because they're like, there's so much potato product in here, what else could it possibly be, basically? Sure. So they had to pay, like, so many back taxes because they had never been paying potato chip taxes. They have a potato chip tax? <laughs> in England. Specific for potato chips? In England. What the fuck? I don't know. That's why America is the best country in the world. We don't tax our potato chips or our billionaires. Yes. Um, and I just want to finish off with this fun story about Pringles. Um, the guy who invented Pringles is buried in a can of Pringles. So he told his family that he wanted to be buried in a can of Pringles since he was the inventor of Pringles. And when he died, his family cremated him, tucked him into a little container of plain Pringles and buried him in the ground. (laughs) I know. You know how I know this? Because I discussed this last time <laughs> on our last chip episode. You did? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I forgot. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I mean, I feel like it's just you and me and our memories are so bad. I'm like, this sounds familiar. And then Why I was do like, I know this story? And I was like, you know what? I talked about this last time. Or, wait a minute, I might have, yep, I did. Nope. No, I didn't. I didn't talk about it. I'm looking at my research right now. I just read about it. 
Thank God somebody said it. I talked about wow chips. I didn't remember what the fuck I did last time. It was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. that? And the inventor of wow chips is buried in a bag of wow chips. And the inventor of wow chips is just buried in like a soupy swamp of diarrhea. It's like a classic way to go out. Did you ever <laughs> see that, um, that Robin Williams movie Toys with Robin Wright Penn? Not only did I see toys, but if you'll remember correctly, it was the break, the embarrassing breakdown of my last relationship. Oh, that's right. Well, I when I when you... I purchased the video VHS <laughs> copy of toys for oh. my ex boyfriend, who had been wanting to see it and couldn't find it anywhere, I bought it for him. And Trigger then the girl he was treating on me with fucking took a picture of herself holding it. And so yes, I've seen I've seen toys. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. So that was just a long... saying. <laughs> emotional journey but um <laughs> i don't care anymore at all basically there's um as you will now recall probably since you've seen it um and connected with so much trauma but there where the <laughs> dad the, the patriarch of the toy company dies and he has his grave set up so there's like a laughing thing so when you go to his grave his grave is just laughing the entire time that you're there visiting the grave it's amazing, and that I is, love that movie so much. I think it's wonderful. It's good. It, I don't really remember it that well, to be honest. Um, and uh, I vowed I would never watch it. Obviously, after that happened, but now I don't really care about that. So I'll watch it again. And I do love Robin Williams very much. And isn't LL Cool J in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a it's very, very Levinson bizarre. movie. It's like I don't even think it's a good movie. And also Joan Cusack is in it. It's just for me, it's so completely bizarre. Um. And it is very weird. I love it so much. One of my faves. Top fave movie. Wait, I thought you just said you didn't like it that much. No, I love this movie, but I think people say that it's not good. I listened to a podcast where they rewatched it, and they were just like, this is not good. And I was like, you know what, guys? You're just missing the point. Totally. I, I mean, I would ha- I have to rewatch it. I think now it's, like, available. You can kind of watch it anywhere, which is ironic. <laughs> but um, I think, yeah, I think it's on HBO. I might check it out. I'm just going to cool. go watch it right now, twice in a row. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I started listening to Tropic of Cancer. Have you ever read or listened to that book? Mm. Henry Miller? Yes. I have read Tropic of Cancer, and I have owned Tropic of Capricorn and never read it. Very dirty. Yes. Very dirty. <laughs> I'm, like, running. Why Actually, did you start that book of all the books? Well, because I've never, I've never read any Henry Miller books before. And I was like, um, I should read a Henry Miller. I should read Henry. I should be a Henry Miller, you know, completist at some point. No, I don't think, I'm not a fan of his. I don't think you need to read all his books. He does say cunt an awful lot. Yeah. Um, I was running the other day in Milwaukee and like I was running on some very uneven pavement and listening to Tropic of Cancer and I fell. (laughs) I hurt myself actually. Yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. It really was. So anyway, that's just a little bit about what I'm reading. Also, I found Dinah Shore's, um, like, 1975 cookbook. Oh, yeah. It's a popular uh, entertainer. Amazing. Marriage Burt Reynolds. Yeah, it looked great. Um, I found a store that was, like, full, like, this giant antique where it was, like, a three-floor antique store, and they were Mm. all different stores. And they had, like, everyone had, like, great stuff. But the last floor I went to was like it had no air conditioning it was so hot that day but dude they had the best vintage denim collection i've ever seen did you buy anything no because it was like it was so hot i was like hyperventilating but i was also so excited to find <laughs> that much vintage denim that was all organized by brand 
the what? like I have Levi's, to go there. Wrangler, I'm driving as Lee. soon as I buy a car, I'm driving up there. It was amazing, and they were all like pretty affordable. Like everything was under like thirty bucks. What the fuck? So I just like and but they were squished so tight on the rack. So I was like, okay. I have to just, like, look at the wash, which is generally the best idea anyway. I'm like, just find whatever wash you like, grab that pair, and then try them on. And if they don't fit you, you can get them tailored and, like, whatever. And I just, like, grabbed, like, five pairs that were all, like, so big. They were for, like, <laughs> they were for, like, Dom DeLuise. I was like, I can't wear any of these. And I was sweating and dying, so I, like, actually just ran out and then never went back. Man, I loved your commitment to try on and the sweatiness, though. That's tight. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wish it was more tight because then yeah, it would have left with a pair it's of jeans. Hello, loose is what I meant to say. <laughs> I was so bummed. Um, but yeah, that was an amazing story about chips. I feel like we already talked about our favorite chips. Well, last I remembered week. some other chip flavors that I had forgotten about. Oh, please. There's just like my Uts, my top five Uts chips. We didn't even talk about Uts, but I'm sure good. you guys know what they are because uh, I'm pretty sure all of our listeners have at least lived in New York at some point. Um, so garlic and onion. Yes. Glove. Great. Red, the red, the spicy red hot ones, whatever those are called. Uh, like the cinnamon red hot flavor? No, <laughs> just like the really hot ones. I don't know what they're called. Okay, got it. I think they're just called red hot. Nice. Um, I've not had those. I love the sour cream and cheddar. Mm. Um, I love the salt and pepper. Oh, yeah. Salt and pepper, Ridgy salt and pepper chips are delicious. Yeah, it's good. And they have, like, a limited edition Ridgy like, dill pickled, spicy dill pickle that they do in the summer, which I also kind of like. Ooh. How fabulous. You know what chip that I love, which is a fucking forgotten and very fringe chip? So, like, when I was younger, I used to always go to chain restaurants with my dad. I feel like I've mentioned this on the podcast before because he was, like, a manager of, like, a golf club in town and he like the last thing he ever wanted to do was see like any of the members out so he's he would be like okay well we'll just go to chain restaurants so we know we won't see any of them there (laughs) um so we would just go to chain restaurants and I particularly loved fry TGI Fridays was one of my top faves Mm -hmm. and then Fridays like in the 90s came out with like their own line of like snacks oh the potato skins the potato skins and my dad till the day he died would get, like, giant bulk bags of, like, Friday's potato skins. And every time I would go to his house, I'd be like, I always want him to lose weight because he was, like, quite unhealthy. But I, and I'd be like, Dad, why do you have all this junk food? And then I would just grab the giant bag of potato skins and eat them. Mm-hmm. I don't really like those potato skins. I love them. And I love real potato skins in real life. But I, there's something I love about them. They're, like, pretty terrible. They kind of taste like, pa- like just crunchy paste. Yeah. But I do really, like, have a soft spot for them. Okay. Well, I I believe in that. That's fine. I feel like I have eat, I would eat one with you, for sure. I would dip some in some cottage cheese. In you solidarity. would just share one with me, like in Lady and the Tramp? Yeah. <laughs> but with a little kiss? cottage cheese in the middle. Whoever gets there first gets the cottage cheese. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, do you consider a cheese ball a chip? No, but I did recently go to a barbecue in New York where I brought a chip buffet and that included heirloom cheese balls. Heirloom? <laughs> yeah. Like just old, was it from the five gallon tub that I gave you for your birthday like five years ago? No, I was just like, these fucking say heirloom cheese balls. On oh, they head. said heirloom. I thought you just meant you were trying to be fancy about it, that they were old. No. I, they heirloom? Said, 
heirloom cheese balls. And I was like, this is hilarious. That's ridiculous. What company makes these fucking balls? Were they good? Tip corn. They were good. They actually were good. But so it turns out the heirloom is the corn, not the cheese or the ball. Oh, well, I'm, I don't know, whatever. I yeah. mean, I like just the regular, like, cheese balls variety. Yeah, I mean, but the they were pretty store. good for bougie, you know, cheese balls. I like those bougie Trader Joe's um, jalapeno cheese, basically like Cheetos, essentially. Yeah, Trader Joe's has some really good, like, baked Cheetos that I got my mom completely yeah. hooked on. They're really good. She's obsessed with them. Um, I just thought of another chip that I really like, and I fucking already flew out of my brain. I need to be taking more ginkgo biloba. <laughs> 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 Looks like somebody needs to re-up on their <laughs> ginkgo biloba. Yeah, that's um, right. Well, I mean, it's just all around the streets of your neighborhood whenever that happens. It that's smells true. Like it shit. smells like cum. <laughs> no, <laughs> it ginkgo smells biloba. worse than cum. Old, you know, if you leave it out. So um, like heirloom cum. Heirloom cum balls. <laughs> <laughs> America's favorite snack. Yeah. Um, I've recently started doing, I like pop chips. Those are good. The cheddar They're kind. fine. I feel like sometimes you get a bad one. They're like, the texture's weird. And you're like, ew, I don't like this. That's true. And I also really love, my number one favorite chip of all time, obviously, is Ruffles, like Ridges, the ones that, the, the cheddar and sour cream ones. But I love like when you get to the bottom of the bag and they're just like spikes, like little mm-hmm. shards and like cheesy yeah. spikes down there. That's, that's eating good. In the neighborhood. Absolutely. Yeah. That also reminded me that my favorite chips are just Lay's barbecue regular. They're so good. So good. Also zap chips, the voodoo kind. Oh, I love the voodoo ones and the um dill pickle ones. Delicious. The dill pickle ones are good. Also, Trader Joe's makes a really good salt and pepper ridgy chip. Do they? I've never tried that. It's delicious. And they come in the world's biggest bag. And it's very fun to buy them because they're, like, in a humongous, like, giant bag. <laughs> it's really great. Thanks um, to that chips lady. Chips are great, guys. Aren't they? Can we agree oh, on yeah. that? A chip and a cottage cheese? I've, like, never had cottage cheese. Oh, that's right. Well, I love to eat <laughs> chips and cottage cheese. And when I went to my job where my, coincidentally, one of my heirloom ex-boyfriends works, um, <laughs> he was like, oh, my God. I love chips and cottage cheese. He was like, I think you taught me to eat it. And I was like, whoa. So he's like, like, they're like, oh, you're eating chips and cottage cheese like Kyle. And I'm like, no, Kyle's eating chips and cottage cheese like, like a me, bitches. That's really funny. This is like the ex-boyfriend slander episode. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and then this fucking guy saw me eat chips and cottage cheese. And no, he was like, he what are you confessed. doing? He's a good ex-boyfriend. We like him. Okay. Well, good for you, Kyle. You sound like a real... A real stand-up guy and a real cottage <laughs> cheese lover. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, it's not, like, I like ricotta. I like all kinds of creamy things. I'm not against cottage cheese, but every time I, like, go to try it, I'm just like, nah. I love so it. So now you guys have learned two things about me that reveal that I actually probably shouldn't be a chef. Never tried yes. cottage cheese and uh, cannot boil an egg. Can't boil an egg. Also never made coffee until recently. So maybe I should sw- really switch positions to newscaster after all. <laughs> you should. Absolutely. All I right. just saw a meme that someone sent me that's like, <laughs> cottage cheese is just white cellulite. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's so much. It's so bumpy. I like it. I'm a huge it's fan. So, it's so bumpy. I, I like it. it too. All right. That's it. Yeah. You don't want to hear us talk about cottage cheese all night long. For the 100th episode in a row. Guys, something else about cottage cheese 
that I don't understand. Just kidding. Wait, that's a cliffhanger. You got to wait for next week. <laughs> Love okay. you all. Hasta la pasta. Bye-bye. Life's Banquet is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Or connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click at the heart at the top right of our homepage. And thanks for listening.